You have now arrived at Stadium Engale. Boys and girls, ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Stadium Miguel. It's your Uncle Silk. It's your boy at 35, the All-American. And back from yoga, it's Dan. Dan, yoga. yoga. I don't know if I should pause or what, man. Yoga. Getting right mentally and spiritually, Ahmad. Yeah, I understand, Dan. That sounds like a lie, bro. That's how, but I'm going to just rock with it, because the new year, <laughs> Dan won't lie to me. You know what I'm I would not, I would not lie to you. I told you guys in 2020, I'll not lie to you. Yeah, man, it's too early in the year for Dan to be reneging on his. Nah, I got to call Riddell <laughs> and see if he got yoga up there now, bro. Uh, no, I, so I, I, had to, I had to leave Riddell's gym because Riddell left and there was nobody there to, to support me in my athletic endeavors. So I joined a new gym a couple months ago. It's right across the street from my house. It's got some zen. I got, uh, I'm just ready to go. You know, I'm, I'm surprisingly flexible. 12 years of hockey. Got, uh, got, the, got this boy uh, all over the place. Looks like Gumby out there. Dan, who, who the trainer over there? <laughs> you go to a trainer? What was her name? I don't know. Remember. She was great. She can't be good. Big shot. She can't be good. She can't even be cute. You don't even know her name. Oh, uh, she was. Um, yeah, she was. She ain't, uh, she ain't nothing. <laughs> yeah, you don't remember the last name. I look like Gumby and feel like Gumby, boys. That's all that matters. I'm at peace. Your words don't affect me. I don't know if looking like Gummy's a great look. I don't know. I'm just going to be honest with you because I don't know, Dan. Oh, boys. Did you guys have a good weekend? I had an amazing weekend. Good vibes. Yeah, the wife the wife and uh, and the daughter, we just hung out at the house. And uh, I was pretty much lazy, man. I, I kicked my feet up. I didn't really do too much. That's uh, where it's at. Yeah, I, I, I was lazy. Watch, watch some football. But, you know, other than that. No, we just chill. What about That's you, sir? Yeah, man. Uh, a lot of the same. Watch some playoff football uh, around mm-hmm. the crib. A friend of mine, my boy Alex, had a small little party. He had Bill's friends, so he had some people over. So I went over there and watched him uh, shed a few tears. Mm-hmm. And then we was, back, we was back home by the night game, but I ain't do nothing else all weekend, man. Just hung around the house. Oh, I took my son to work out a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Hit the track. But that's about it, man. Just pretty much just family. Very good, very good. Yeah, I uh, got a little wine drunk on Friday night, boys. Um, as you guys know, oh, my, new, my new thing okay. is, is wine, so I've uh, been, uh, been drinking a lot of that. I'm trying out some new wine things. Wine drunk is like well. a little lusty, though, man. Yeah. Wine drunk is a little weird, a little <laughs> I, different. Man, Dan, you drinking, you drinking wine, doing yoga. I don't know, Dan. Nah, yeah, you know, so, new know, Year right. same you're getting, me, right? You're getting um, in touch with his uh, feminine side in 2020. Neck, There's man. no confusion. There's no confusion on who the, uh, the white guy is. It's a... Um, <laughs> So right next to my gym is actually a wine bar, and I become a local there. And so the two people, two of the people that work there, came over after we kept drinking wine, just got a little lusty. Nice. Um, <laughs> you know, some some. I I had a headache. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what the next morning. Uh, but uh, it was good. Then my boy Paul, you guys know Paul. Uh, he came over on Saturday to uh, to watch the uh, the Army All American game or the All American game, I guess is what it's called now. Uh, so we'll talk a little bit more about that. But it was a good weekend. 
Uh, had a monsoon that came through on Tampa, but had some beautiful weather on Sunday. Uh, could not help but stay outside for the entire day on Sunday. Yeah, shout out to Paul. Yeah, shout out to Paul. Paul's a big listen, big fan, big listener, all that stuff. Hey, so. Paul drive oh, my homeboys crazy. Like my homeboys that are here, they be hitting <laughs> me up like, man, hey man, who's this Paul? Dude? I'm about to block him, bro. He's getting <laughs> my nerves. Uh, uh. <laughs> Paul's Shout pesky to, on Twitter, man. Yeah, Shout out he's Paul. he's a big bookmark guy. Uh, Paul Paul's a good guy, man. He Paul and I have uh, thread guy. For, yeah, he's big thread guy, big thread guy, uh, big guy. Uh, he's got a great memory, great memory. So shout out to Paul. Uh, we got to hang out with Paul uh, up in Gainesville back in uh, in July. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> man, I think that was the last time I was hung out. Paul had a seafood boil <laughs> last season. I think that was yes. last season, maybe LSU game. That's what it was. Yeah. Man, fuego. 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 Big Paul. So other, I mean, other news, the Patriots lost. That's good news uh, for America. That's always great news. Uh, Absolutely. Good news for America. And then uh, the Eagles lost, which is also uh, great news for America as well. So It don't really slap the same, but I feel you. It doesn't. No, it doesn't. Uh, Drew Brees lost. Yeah, anyway. Drew Brees lost. I ain't going to lie. Like, I, I know Drew Brees lost when I heard my daughter down there, like, just bust out and, like, I'm talking about all that the whole week. She was like, "Yeah, you know, so and so and so say they predicted this in the Super Bowl." And like it's hard to tell her, like, "Yo, you gotta just you gotta stop being a cocky coach. You ate, so you gotta like gotta be humble." And I'm like, you know, y'all always get upset, so she don't understand that. So I'm just like, man, I hope they just all make it all the way to the Super Bowl at least, and then they get upset the first game. And I'm like, ooh. Who do you guys got winning the Super Bowl this year? Man, that's, that's, that's I want, really I, just I, such a toss-up. I, yeah. I, want, I want Lamar to win one. I ain't even yeah. That's what yeah, I want. That's, I'm, cheering, I'm cheering for um, Ravens or, or, or I like the uh, Chiefs. I like. I want one of those two teams to win. I wouldn't mind yeah. either one of them winning. Yeah. I think the Chiefs might, might squeak it out. I, I think that whoever wins the AFC championship is going to win. Uh, but I think the Chiefs. I like the Chiefs by a little bit, but but I would not be not be sad at all to see the Ravens win. Absolutely. Somebody somebody got to stop Garoppolo and the boys though. Yeah. Ah, we'll they see. Get, they get they getting forgot about. I, I, somebody got to make Garoppolo show his real true colors. I don't know. Cause I don't I don't know. Well, we'll see on Saturday. See on Saturday. Well, fellas, we had some good news this week. Um. Some players declared. Mm. You know, Trayvon Grimes, mm-hmm. wide receiver, uh, came. I think it was Saturday, Friday or Saturday. I can't remember the day, but he came out first to say he was returning for a senior se- season, which was yep. huge for the wide receiver room. Man, um, we're still waiting on Kadarius Tony, but Grimes was the one that we really needed to come back for that room to be yep. solid. He coming back, so that just puts us in a, a comfortable space for this year. Definitely, definitely. That was huge. I mean, I think we all kind of expected that he would come back, but uh, the fact that he is coming back is, is huge news for that group. Uh, you know, a lot of people, especially fans of of other teams that aren't fans of uh, of the Gators, will, will point at at Grimes' stats and say, you know, that he's not, you know, been as prolific as maybe some people thought. Uh, Grimes has been an unbelievable player for Florida when it comes to you know to leadership, to blocking, uh, to to just being out there and being a guy that's going to draw coverage every time that he's out there. So uh, I think that he's going to have a great year next year. Um, his leadership is going to be big next year. Um, so I'm excited to have him back, and it, it gives you know that that team 
um, you know, some more solidified, you know, wide receiver depth when, when they are going to be losing, you know, a bunch of people. But when you look at what that team looks like next year and the wide receiver room, it's going to look like a bunch of trees out there. Cause you got some six foot two, six foot three, six foot five, um, you know, players out there. So that's a, that's a tall group that's going to be out there. So uh, it's good to have him back and, uh, you know, see his final hurrah here. Also three, Marco Wilson. Declared that he's coming back today. We got that news today. He dropped a little video. And that's also huge news, man. I think he needed another season. I'm glad he came back. I think he's going to make himself a lot of money by coming back. I don't think he was on 100% uh, all the rust off of him. Um, I think next year he'll be a little bit more physical and make some things happen, man. Yeah, I mean, it, it just, you know, solidifies again Florida on the defensive back. Um, you know, I really like, and we talked about him last episode, where Kyrie Elam is, is at as a player right now. Uh, you know, I really like where Chester Kimbrough's going. Um, I like some of the guys that we're bringing in. Uh, I like what Jaden Hill can maybe do. Uh, I, I love Marco Wilson's versatility, you know, whether it's going to be at that outside cornerback uh, position or whether it's at that star position. And, and I like our options at star. I think that, you know, him coming back really solidifies you know, what that defensive backfield could look like. If we can get some better safety play uh, next year, which I think we will, uh, you know, that's a, another really solid group and, you know, definitely helps offset the loss of C.J. Henderson. Amai, what's it like coming back this senior season like that, man? Um, I know you you had the mole that, that had a good junior year and was mulling if you was going to go pro. Like, what's that like coming back? Uh, like, What's your I just, mindset? I, I, well, you know, just I, I knew, you know, this was my last opportunity to do a lot of things. You know, I got to, I got to actually uh, know when my last game was gonna come, come rather than you know not know, you know, be up in the air whether I was gonna leave after my junior year or not. So, um, you know, I just got to embrace the moment a little bit more. Um, I got to to to, to coach up and uh, um, help, you know, a great group of young guys. Uh, try to grow as, as players and young men, you know, as they, as they left high school and, and you know, now they're on their own. So um, it, it was just cool though, man. It's just, I got to pin my ears back. I have been in the, the system for, for four or three years already. It's going to be my fourth year. They changed up the defense a little bit um, when Terry Austin came, but not too much. Um, they kind of opened it up for me a little bit better and uh, uh, made it to where I can, I can, you know, make a little bit more plays, um, you know, but ultimately, man, I just, I, I, I wanted to do it you know, make my draft stock go higher and, uh, um, and be the best player I can be. All right, nice. Other than that, um, we had players from other teams declaring. Um, Tua mm -hmm. was the big news today. Everybody was waiting on He decided to go pro. I, 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 I was, I was on, the, on the side of, yeah, he needs to go pro. I mean, it's after you have an injury mm -hmm. like that. I don't think you should play football for free again if you have the opportunity to go pro. Mm-hmm. Now, I was reading, I think if he goes to the Dolphins, which is where a lot of people are slating him, at that fifth pick, he's got about $34.4 million. You know, so even if it doesn't work out and, um, you know, he's not able to return to form, you know, he's going to end up with a pretty nice payday. He might not make all of that 34.4, but not a hell of a bad uh, way to go out. And I wish him the best of luck. And I, uh, I hope for Alabama struggles because of it. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they got Mac. Mac Jones is the quarterback now. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't think anybody was excited about what he did when Tua went down. I mean, mm -hmm. he was okay, but nothing uh, prolific. 
they're in trouble. They would probably need the freshman to come in. I, I don't know if he's ready yet. I watched him on um, Saturday. Unbelievable player. I think is going to be an unbelievable quarterback. I just think he's a little thin right now. So unless he's able to add some weight, and I think he's an early enrollee. Um, I'm not positive there, but he's going to definitely need to add some weight because he'll uh, he'll take some hits, and I'm not sure that uh, that his body's built for that right now. But we'll see. Great player, though. Yeah, it's like it looking like there's a little tink in, in, in um, Saban's armor right now, man. It's going to be interesting to see how everything, you know what I'm saying, goes next year. I just think like this year he's starting to show a little – a little weakness, man. Quarterback room's a little yeah, shaky. I mean, defense defense yeah. wasn't what it used to be. Um, I don't know. We're going to see. It, it, it's so tough. You know, I'm really hopeful that this next year is the, the year, but it's so tough to replace that many players year in and year out. And I know that they recruit unbelievably and develop, uh, but between staff overturn and, or, you know, turnover and then, you know, all these players, I'm, I'm hoping that next year is the year that, that maybe, you know, with – with Georgia maybe not, uh, you know, being as surefire as they thought, losing some of their better players this uh, this offseason as well with uh, with Swift going and a couple of those guys. Uh, yeah, you know, that, yeah. you know F- Florida has a has a good opportunity. Um, you know, I think that this is as good of a, a time that they've had in a you know quite some time to to be able to compete at that real upper echelon of SEC football. Yeah, we got to be looking at our chumps right now, man. It's looking like it's set up. Oh, it's a wide open league next year, man. And I think we so, were turning the right guys. Uh, we just need to get pick out a few things in this run game. We end a look with some positive notes in the run game, so we're optimistic. And I think that line's gonna look totally different. Uh, I don't think we're gonna see the same guys try not that. There's been a lot of competition, bro. So I'm excited, man. Yeah. SEC about to get real. <laughs> so so. Uh, while we, we were talking about SEC, uh, the Mississippi State job became open. Uh. Ty Grantham, our defense coordinator, is one of the candidates. Um, I think he interviewed the job. I don't have the exact details. I don't know if he offered the job. But that is the elephant in the room that he may be taking the Mississippi State head coaching job if offered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see. Uh, I really like uh, Grantham, and I hope that he, uh, he does stick around. Um, you know, it'll be interesting. There's a guy whose name I'm trying to remember. He's with the Patriots right now, I believe Joe. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I'll find it here in a minute. Um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, if Grantham does go to uh, Mississippi state who he might bring along with him. Joe judge is the guy that I was thinking of. Uh, he's a uh, special teams coach and wide receiver coach. Uh, with uh, the Patriots right now, and he's a former coach uh, from Mississippi State, played there as well, I believe. Uh, so he apparently is the the top guy right now, uh, but he's also interviewing for some NFL jobs as well. Um, I'm curious to see that, like I said, going back to what I was saying, if Grantham does go, who he might bring uh, along with him from that staff. Um, you know, there's a potential Brian Johnson. There's some some rumors out there that he might be that offensive coordinator uh, potential. Um, you know, Christian Robinson, uh, who worked for him as a GA uh, and is now working for him here. You know, so there's, you know, definitely some potential uh, besides just losing Grantham if he does go to Mississippi State. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they kind of that, that coaching thing works is it's, it's pretty much family uh, relationships. And, that, and that's how you go up in this business. He brought C-Rob up. As a graduate assistant into a linebacker coach, so like naturally, I think like T. Rob followed Muschamp around for years. I, I think I, I expect that to happen. 
in that situation if that was to happen, um, if Grantham was to get the job. But yeah, man, it's just it's a part of the success. When you win games, uh, people are gonna want your coaches. Uh, the NFL is gonna want your head coach. You know, there's rumors of Dan Mullen in Dallas. That's just, that's what comes with winning and, and, and winning with this logo, man. You're on the spotlight. It looks great. And Dan, this is what Dan does, man. Good coaches can hire good. So not just one time, not just two times. I mean, you just got to rehire. So right. next man up. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. I mean, I'm not scared, man. Ty, Ty Grantham gets a job, man. Shout, shout out to that, man. Like, I'm, I'm happy yeah. for the dude. I, if he can, I don't want him to stay here and defensive coordinator till he die. If he got an opportunity to double mm-hmm. his pay and going to be a head coach in this conference, man, go do it, man. That's what it's all mm-hmm. about. I, I know I know what ain't gonna happen though, and no disrespect, and I love him to death. They better not be talking about no, <laughs> no Charlie Strong in here. Like, oh no, no, we cool on all that. I, I, I love you, Strong. Hey, woo, you my boy Blue, but hey. No, nah, that ain't happening. Oh man, you know right. Just yeah, I mean, naturally it's gonna be somebody that, that, strong, man, and you know what I'm saying? No, that ain't even realistic. That's just people like fans be like damn Mullen hires people he's worked with before, period. So whoever he hires is gonna be somebody that worked for him. That's just, I mean, look at it, look at his, his staff. That's yeah. what it is. That's the reason why Sider was moved for running back coach, because he's going to use the guys that work with him. So I'm going to go with that trend. It's going to be somebody that worked for him. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, you know, I would imagine that they need to make a decision here in the next couple of days. Uh, you know, I wonder if he could take, you think, I hope, like, there's a couple of coaches I'd be more than happy yeah, to, yeah, to offer. Know, yeah, yeah, like, shit. I'm just stop joking, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we'll see. You know, I would imagine by by Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday of uh, of this week, we'll know. Uh, you know, you're you're about a, a month away from signing day, so uh, so we'll see. Um, you know, if Todd Grantham goes, we wish him the best of luck. We're we're happy with what he was able to do. Uh, you know, for us and with us here uh, with the University of Florida, but. You know, yeah. like you said, Silk, it's the next man up. And, you know, Florida's been able to have a prolific defense for the last 15 years. And we've had, you know, five or six defense coordinators throughout that time period. So, you know, best of luck to Todd Grantham or whatever he decides to do, whether it's, you know, this opportunity or another opportunity that comes up. Uh, you know, we wish him best. But, uh, you know, if he comes back to Florida next year, we're, uh, we're going to cheer him on and, and root as hard as ever. Absolutely. But I'm just tempering people's expectations on the next hire mm-hmm. if it was the go to. Down. Don't be thinking like we're about to bring baby John Gruden in here to do something, man. Nah, it's going to be like, it's going to be somebody Dan knows. It's not going to be nothing splashy. Yeah. Everybody want, everybody like, there's some people that don't like Grantham, they're hype about it. Like, he may leave. Yeah. I mean, just temper your expectations a little bit. So it's not going to be Brent Venables. Yeah, highly doubtful. It won't okay. be Nick Saban either. Hmm. Very good. Very good. Well, anyway, guys, we got a huge guest on the show this week. Yeah, guests of the week. We got some legendary Olympic stuff, man. Guests of the week is brought to you by Brun Insurance and Financial Services. Anything you need insured from the panhandle to the keys, holler at my man Greg. 954-589-2204. Big policies, big coverage. Make sure you're all good for 2020, man. Be safe. We got Holloway up next, baby. Let's hang out. Told you if you blink, you might miss him. You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. And joining us for the first time on Stadium and Gale is the 2019 Bowerman winner, 2018-2019 SEC Male Athlete of the Year, 
an eight-time SEC champion, Grant Holloway. Grant, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing wonderful, guys. I'm I'm healthy. I'm alive. I'm blessed to see another day. So I'm I'm winning. I'm winning. Already. Already. Absolutely. Oh. Grant, start us off. How did you end up at Florida? I know you were being recruited for for both track and football. I and your career, you ultimately ended up at Florida running track. Tell us a, a little bit about how that happened. Yeah, um, so it all started uh, senior year. Uh, on my probably around about September, uh, September, October, it was just one of the facts. It was like, okay, I can either go to Georgia and play football and have a possibility of doing both, or I could stay and go to my dream college and, you know, run run for, for the Gators, something I always wanted to do. And um, long story short, as you can tell, I ran for the Gators. Um, great, 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 great. I can't emphasize the word great. This great decision I ever made. Um, to this day, you know, it's something that I always wanted to do, something I always look back on and just, you know, something I just wanted to do as a, as a, as a child. And I finally stuck with it, did it, and, you know, the rest was history. So you say you, you, uh, you wanted to be a Gator. So you, did, you, did you grow up uh, wanting to be a Gator? What, what was your, your earliest Gator memories that, that kind of, like, made you want to be a Gator? Um, just, you know, that's what the school of my, uh, actually my pop actually just told me, he was like, all right, you're going to Florida and your brother's going to FSU. You know, he just put it on us at an early age. And just because he was military, so he had, uh, a lot of like, uh, opportunity funds, not opportunity funds, but, uh, just money left over from, from military that he had stacked up and basically just saved for us. And those were the two schools, you know, their arrivals, there's two things. Uh, and, and me and my brother kind of just grew up in that, in that situation of, okay, I'm going to Florida, you're going to FSU. And, you know, it's something we just stuck with. And then even coming back uh, as a child, we really just sat down and really just enjoyed, you know, just the college atmosphere. Long story short, my brother didn't end up going to FSU. He went to uh, a local school in Chesapeake, Virginia named Hampton. But um, other than that, no, it was uh. Be happy, you man. Put some respect on Hampton yeah. a little bit, though. Yeah. yeah. The, the only reason why I don't, <laughs> only reason why I don't put respect on Hampton is just because they they they, they didn't even give me a shot. All right. Oh, 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 yeah. Get them out yeah, of there, then. Yeah, get the boys out of there, then. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, but other you than know, that, other, yeah, go ahead. So you say you play football as well, man. You know, tell us what you, what you played, what position you played, and uh, and you know, did, obviously you like, you know, well, I don't know. Did you like football more than track, or vice versa? Uh, when it comes to your dreams, I I hated I hated football. I'm and I'll be the first to say it. I am not a team player at all. Okay, it's just something that um, <laughs> it's just something that I never really cared for. I didn't really care for the brotherhood. I never cared for. <laughs> Any of that, you know, I was always <laughs> mono a mono. Quick, quick, quick question, quick question, because my son runs track. Does that come come from being a track guy and um yes. not not playing? Okay, yeah, it's every man for himself on that track. Every man for himself in track and field. So basically, if you excuse my language, if you fuck up, it's on you. You can't blame nobody. You can't be like, oh, he didn't right. catch the ball, or the quarterback threw a pick, or it's no, it's no, there's no blaming. It's uh, it's just you. It's just you. What about relays? Like you like the team camaraderie with that or what? Uh, when I have to, uh, I was <laughs> on a part of a, I was a, a multi-time All-American here in Florida, and I ran multiple relays. But um, I did that to get my, you know, I did that to basically feed myself and you know get my future started and figure out what exactly I wanted to do. 
So uh, it was um, I I like I like the team part part of track just because it's only you can't it's hard to mess up. <laughs> it is very very hard to mess up on the track and field side uh for team aspect uh, unless someone just blatantly drops the baton or doesn't do their job. But other than that, man, you know, the team part for me it just I never click with it. So I played in high school. Um, I, I enjoyed it, but then, like at the same time, it was just one of those things I never really uh, got into. So coming up here at UF, uh, what what was the the best part of running track at UF? Um, was it the whole experience? Was it you know going um, to different getting city? getting coached by a, a all Ameri- uh, a Hall of Famer coach? You know, not everybody can say they they got coached they got coached by a, a Hall of Famer. You know, Coach Holloway. He's my cousin. Uh, we've been we've been through thick and thin together. It's been one of the little rides where like it's it's unprecedented. You never even heard that two family members could be on the same team just destroying the game. So we did all that together, man. And um, and then to this day, we still we're still going hard. We're still kicking it. Just this past October, me and him won um our first world championship title together. So that was um that was amazing. You know, just because he never. He never left my side, and and I never stopped believing in him. That's, that's what's up, man. That's a, that's a, that's a peculiar and different um, situation, man. I think that's it's, it's a great relationship to have at, while playing sports. Who was your favorite track star looking up on when you was growing up? Uh, growing up, I was always you know you had the Usain Bolts, you had the Michael the Michael Johnson, but my in particular was uh, David Oliver. So uh, David Oliver is a, a 2013 world champion. Um, big stocky guy had the same story as me. He gave up uh football to uh run track and went to Howard University, and um that was uh it, just to hear his story. The same situation as mine, you know. He he always wanted to focus on himself, never really a team person. And uh, you know, it was just something that like I was like I want to pick up that story. You know, that's something that you know you don't hear every day. When did you decide that you wanted to run hurdles, and what was that process of leaving like getting good at it? Uh, so that's actually a, a great question. So I actually never had the foot speed to run the 100 and the 200. So I had to switch over to an event that, you know, required some speed but didn't require a lot. So I went to the hurdles just because, you know, it was easy. It was easy for me to use my speed to, to do whatever I had to do, but then also, you know, be able to still pull away from, from most of my competitors. And, you know, as time went on and time went on, I learned my body. I figured out what I was good at. I figured out my strengths and weaknesses just like anybody else. And I think it was just one of the cases where, like, I stuck with that event. And then as I progressed in track and field, you know, I picked up the I picked up the 60. I picked up the long jump. I picked up the high jump. And then, you know, at that point, I figured and told myself, well, if I can do half of these other events, why not try to get, you know, stamina to do, you know, a 400 or 600 yeah. or 800. Yeah. And it was just one of the cases, man, like, to this day, I still, I'm not satisfied with everything that happened, you know. As, I, I don't want to get, um, I don't, I don't know what I want. I don't want to get complacent with my abilities. Like, you know, I'm always looking for, for ways to get better. Like, you know, I'm watching the film. I'm comparing myself to the great. You know, I want to be one of the, the, one of the people that kids look up to 10, 20 years from now they're YouTube in my name instead of, you know, anybody else's name. So my goal is, you know, always just to get better, get better, get better. Never, you know, never get complacent with where I'm at. Like most people, you know, they could say, okay, you won an NCAA championship. All right, I'm done. Right? You know, I, I did yeah. what, what 10% of 
athletes in the NCAA can't do. It's like, okay, but how can I get to that 5% norm of, you know, becoming an All-American? How can I get to that 2% norm of becoming a world champion? How can I get to that 0.5% of becoming an Olympic champion? You know, it's always yeah. just, you know, I'll always, in my case, I have done everything in the book for an NCAA athlete. Yes, I'm, I'm happy, but like, I, like I've told everybody before, that was 2019. And the, when we go, when we look back at 2019, okay, Grant Holloway did this, but what is Grant right. Holloway going to do in 2020, 2021, 2022, 2023? Yeah, you know? yeah you're only funky is your last cut, man. Um, <laughs> here, a question I want to know, you, you're training for, like, things that are, that are just – like kids dream about, like going to Olympics and 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 winning, like you said, uh, college ro- college records, world records. What is the training uh, regimen like? Like how grueling is it? How long is it? Uh, how many months or weeks? Or if you take any time off, like what's what's the process? Yeah. So um, past season 2019, I started in January, March, April, May, June, blah, blah, blah. I think I want to say I started in, let's just say. All, let's, uh, I want to say July 15th, I started. And um, from basically just mid-July, start August, September, October, November. Of course, December, you got Christmas, New Year's. Our first meet was January 14th, I think, last year. So mm-hmm. for me, I had to go from January, January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October. I had to go 10 months into the season. So no break. Um, watching film, I mean, the most rest I've had was a week off. And that was just because, you know, mentally, physically, emotionally, I was just drained out. And, and Coach Holloway could see it. But, like, a typical schedule is for athletes, they go eight, nine months. They go overseas to, you know, make a little bit of money, <clears throat> do it exactly what they have to do, you know, to survive and, you know, basically pay their bills. And then they, go, they come back, train, and, they, you know, they start all over again next year. Hey Grant, I'm probably not the fastest guy on the podcast. Um, well, definitely not. Uh, probably not the fastest. Guy. Uh, what what um what what do you do or, or what has allowed you? Obviously, you you're exceptionally biologically gifted, but but what have you really focused on in your training to to make you such a, a prolific runner and and obviously a guy that's been able to set so many records with a, an unbelievable future ahead of him. Um, everybody thinks this, you know the training or me going to see multiple doctors or, you know, me staying up late, you know, looking at film and all that. I mean, like all that plays a great factor, but with the three main things that I tell everybody that, you know, that I, that I love and that I always will harp on is my family, my faith and my friends. And without those three in my life, I'm not going to do nearly as much as I, as I want to do. You know, you got to have family in your corner just because, you know, you never know when you're going to have a bad day. I mean, like just uh, a couple couple months ago, like for a period of time, like a month, I wasn't running well. Um, I was uh, fresh off the NCAA circuit. I mean, fresh out of NCAA win, and I could not get nowhere near 12-9. And I was just, you know, I just was – that goes back to the mentally, physically tired part. But, like, my family, my mom, my dad, my friends – I can name at least five people in my inner circle. You know, they, none of them ever gave up on me. You know, they still saw me as, okay, Grant Holloway. And then as some of my friends would say, like, the Grant Holloway. And, you know, it was just one of the things, man, like, 
my world championship was always dedicated to everybody, you know, since especially God, you know. It'll be days where, like, I would just question why, 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 why. And then, you know, it'll just be one of the cases, like, all right, you got to understand, like, you can win this meet. That means that has no no factor, no accolades to it. Or you could, you know, suffer and go through my plan for a month. And then in October, I can grant you a world championship title at the age of 21. So it's, it, it I mean, like, the film and the coaches, yeah, everything goes into it. But without without my faith, family, and my friends, man, I, I don't think I'll be nearly as close as I want to be. I love it. I love it. So, Grant, what uh, l- looking back at what you've accomplished uh, at UF, uh, what's your what's your favorite accomplishment that you have, and um, you know what what's your your favorite memory looking back at your four years in Florida? Yeah, um, definitely winning the Bowerman. You know, that, I think that's something that most people don't really understand, and um. Real fast, the Bowerman, basically a Heisman Trophy, how you got Danny Wolfer, Steve Spurrier, and Tim Tebow. That's that's basically the equivalent to it. I'm a Heisman winner in track and field. And I have already told Scott Strickland, I have already told half the boosters, I want my statue out there. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, talk that talk. Hey, talk that talk. You earned it. Oh, uh, trust me, trust me. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna trust me. You ain't gotta worry about that. I, I'm on it. I'm uh, on it. <laughs> all right. But you know, I like it's it. just one of the things, man. I'm. I'm. I'm blessed, and you know, just to be able to reflect off my three. Well, not even my three years, but just 2019 season, and look back at all I did, man. It was. Uh, it was remarkable. You know, I set an American record at the age of 21. I broke. Two collegiate, rec- three collegiate records at the age of 21. Um, they said I was the youngest person ever to win a world championship. Um, it's just so many accolades just piled up, piled up, piled up. It was just, you know, it, it, it was it was unique in in its own way. And you know, my goal is just to leave that in the past. But you know, at the end of the day, double up on that. You know. Don't let don't let those those accolades define who you are. Don't be the one to be like, okay, Grant Holloway did good in 2019, but ever since then he's been washed up, he's been burnt out. Nah, fuck all that. I'm, I want to keep going. I want to be the best of the best. You know, I want to be in that 0.5 percent that makes it to the Olympics and be able to stand on that stage and salute to my father for serving all those all these years in the military, sacrificing his life so I can live out my dreams. You know, those are those are things that keep me going. Those are the things that I want to do. Yeah, man, that, that's dope. That's, I mean, that's that's everything, right? That's legacy. You know what I'm saying? Um, you seem yeah. like a, a, a very humble, a humble um, young man, and um, you speak about your faith a lot. Is, is that like I know a lot of athletes? It's hard to, to keep that humility. Is that is that what you lean on to keep you humble? Every day and every night, big dog. You know, that's all I got in this world. And, you know, if we go back and look at what Scarface said, he said he only got two things in his world. He got his heart. And he got his his situation down there, you know. <laughs> I got I got I got my faith. I got my faith, my heart, and, and my situation. That's all I got in this world. You could take you could strip you could strip titles away. Records are meant to be broken, man. But when you lean on faith, man, that's a different ballpark. That's a different ballpark. Yeah, that's dope, man. So, what do you want your legacy to be when it's all said and done? Like outside of track, I mean, track is gonna only take you. You're still gonna be a young man. When you're done running track, um, when you, whatever Olympics you're done with, you're still gonna be young. What you want your legacy to be after that? Um, just you know, 
Grant Holloway was always smiling, you know, win, lose, or draw. He knew at the end of the day he left it all out on the track. If he didn't, then, you know, he went back, figured out what he did wrong so he can, he can leave it all out there on the track. You know, he prayed every day. He thanked his mother. He thanked his father. You know, he thanked his friends for being there for him, you know, when everything got tough. You know, just Grant Holloway was always, you know, smiling, talking to anybody that wanted to talk, regardless if it's a homeless person, regardless if it's a random person walking to class. Grant Holloway was there, and he was able to, you know, make that person smile. You know, that's my biggest goal. As long as I can go out in this world, make somebody smile, make somebody laugh, I did my job for the day. All right, cool. So, so I know you ran track. I know you got a a, a crazy schedule that you you know um, that, that takes up a lot of your time. Do you ever get to watch any of the football games? Um, yeah, I I watch it, but then at the same time, like I'm always doing something, man. Like my mind is always going a mile a minute. So when I watch the game, I'm either reading a book at the same time, either writing, sending out emails, or replying to emails. I'm always watching, but I watch the games. Yeah. You ever you ever thought about like dang like what did it feel like running that, that tunnel one time? Oh, all the time. So <laughs> that's, it's, a funny, <laughs> it's a funny you said that. It's so funny you said that. So uh, what game was it? Uh, they played Tennessee this year. I was oh. able to do Mister Two Bit. And are you a Yeah. Oh yeah. So that was the first time I ever. I, I mean, I did workouts on the football field, but it's not the same when you got the stadium packed. Yeah. And you run out that tunnel. So I did the two bits and I run back and I uh I run I run into Mullen. I'm like, Mullen, let me let me run out the tunnel with him. And me and Mullen, we got a great relationship. Like he said he would love to have me on the team and everything like that. And I was just like, you know, I would love to play too, but you know, God led me in a different direction. So I ran into him and I'm like, I was like, yo, let me let me run out, coach, let me run out. He said, Are you kidding me? Like, go ahead. Yeah. He told me to run out. And when I tell you, it was the livest thing I've ever oh, seen. So my my heart was racing like I was about to play play the game that day, you know. And then like uh, it was funny because like I'm running, I'm walking back, you know. Everybody's like, "Congratulations, thank you for doing this to two bits." And like multiple people were like, "You didn't have to run that fast out the tunnel." Like it, it said, "Oh, it said, it made it seem like I was." <laughs> it made it seem like I was really the track star running. <laughs> hey, that's what's up. Hey Grant, let me bring it back real quick uh, to football or to to track real quick. Um, as a guy that will probably never run sixty meters in in under ten seconds, let alone seven seconds while jumping over things, um, what goes through your mind in that quick of a period of time, and what do you focus on? I mean, I, I think of you know, the video that, that went viral a couple weeks ago where, you know, it's focused on your head the whole time and your body is, you know, basically a statue except for your legs jumping over the hurdles. Talk to us a little bit about go, what goes through your mind and, and how do you stay that focused for, for that period of time? Um, I just think it's uh, the drive of you want to be great. You don't want to be left out. You don't want to be considered uh, not prepared. So I think every time I step foot on the track, I treat it like it's my last. Regardless of um, who I'm racing against, who's in my heat, what I'm doing, I just think, you know, I need to dial it in no matter what so I can perform at my best. And I think it's as simple as that. And I think, like they said in that video, like I didn't blink at all. And then now that I really think about it and I go back and watch the video all the time, I probably didn't blink. But I, I can't recall. That's, everything's just a blur when you're going that fast sometimes. 
is that your what's your favorite race to run and um, are you going to miss some of the shorter distances as, as you become a professional um my favorite race is, is the hurdles so you know whether if it's 60 or 110 I'm, mm-hmm. I'm 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 glad that i'm going over high hurdles but some of the stuff um i'm not really going to miss just because i finally get to focus in and hone in on my true ability and which is hurdles like from high school I did multiple events. I, I had high jump, long jump hurdles, and even um, a couple of like sprint events. But when I got to college, I was able to shave the high jump and the sprint events down and just focus on long jump and hurdles. And then now I'm able to shave the long jump off and just focus on hurdles. So I'm really excited just to see where my body and where everything takes me. Um, training has been going really, really well this season. I opened up February 8th in New York. And, you know, I'm, I'm coming down the days, man. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. Speaking of New York, what is your favorite place to, to run either abroad or here? Um, my favorite place to run so far has definitely been uh Budapest. So, um, I, I, I've never been there before. That was my first, uh, international, international race. But everything, man, it was it was great over there. It was so great. What was it? The again? hospitality from the people. Budapest. I don't even, don't ask me where it is because I don't even know where it is. <laughs> <laughs> so you got in the plane and it just landed. Like, hey, yeah, it's in Hungary. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so what was the culture like there? It was it was great. I mean, people were doing people were you know it was just open arms. They take track very serious over there. So it was um it was great. That's what's up, man. What, what, what big plans you got for Tokyo? Uh, really just lock in and um, just focus in. I mean, there's really no plans because you just got to do what you do best and just hang in there. You know, you, you got like to stick to your training resume. Say it again? You like to eat sushi? You like sushi? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I eat sushi, just no fried food. All right, man. We got um, our, our uh, producer on the show. He he has Japan. Japanese man, he might want to give you some sushi advice. Oh, um, get off here! Yeah. I love it. I love it. What's 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 like your, your favorite food? Like out of all the places you went, is there like um? No, I'm I'm not picky at all. I love I love fish. That's something I I, I take very serious to heart. Salmon, cod, uh, yeah. flounder. I love I love fish. And, and and whoever can cook up a great steak, a great filet mignon, I love that too. Hey, I heard you. Uh, I heard you good at Call of Duty too. So we... I literally just got off the game before you called. <laughs> 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 just finished playing. What, what, what mode yeah. do you be on? Uh, I play. I'm on Black Ops Four. I don't really like the new one. Uh, I'm a. They call me the Call of Duty critic now. That's what they call me in the track community. Everybody yeah. knows I love Call of Duty, so you know I don't really like the the, the one that just came out, but I just I finished playing Call of Duty Four. I'm most most people. This is the the story behind it. Most people who don't know how to play Call of Duty do like it, so uh, I'm not going to offend you. I'm not going <laughs> to you know, go take that any further than that. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's, all say you win the. I said all love on my side, though, baby. Oh, for sure, for sure. I, I get on that and get profit right quick, you know, and you have a little stuff. <laughs> I know how to get, get profit, get right. Hey, say you win the, a gold medal in the Olympics. Which endorsement do you want the most? Um, to be honest, man, I, I've never even thought of that. That's a great question. 
I mean, the endorsements are good and all, but endorsements come and go, you know. I just want something that, you know, that is able for me to show who I am, whether that's uh, Wheaties uh, or Chobani or whoever. I, I don't even know all the endorsements. I don't even know examples, really. But, like, whoever can, like, really just, you know, let me show who I am as a person, like, let really just show my faith because, like, like you said uh, before we started doing it, a lot of people don't want to, like, show their faith because they're scared that they're going to get judged. Nah, forget all that. I love I love what he's done for me. And it's my job to be a vessel and, you know, basically just show everybody what he can do for for, for you. You know, that's, that's my main goal, man. That's my main goal. A lot of people just, I just want to show, I just want to show the world who I am and who helped me get here. Definitely, definitely. Well, hey, Grant, man, you know, it's it's been a, a, a honor, actually, man, to, to have a Gator great, a Gator legend. Absolutely. Um, you're going to be a legend and way more than, than just Gator fans, man. You're going to be a world legend. And we appreciate you coming on our show, taking the time out for us. Man, and, uh, it, it, it was, was good honor, bro. Yeah, it's really an honor, it was, man. So I, appreciate it. It was, like I said, I appreciate you guys even thinking about me, uh, you know, to anybody watching or anybody who's going to watch, I appreciate you guys mentioning my name. Um, I recently just gave up social media for religious purposes, actually. And, you know, just, you know, just to, you know, just have you guys say that and basically let me come out my shell and let me just come out here and just speak, man. I, I Absolutely. appreciate everything for you guys. Hey, man. Hey, listen, man. The kids are watching. You know what I'm saying? Um, you're doing the, you're doing and saying the right things, man. And the kids are watching, man. Be a role model, man. It's dope. Yes, sir. It's dope. All right, man. I appreciate it, man. man. Always, man. Y'all be easy. Be safe. Thank you for your time. All right, man. Yay. Dude, that's dope. Dope content. Man, that was that was that was uh that was a good one. That <laughs> was a good one. <laughs> man, Grant Holloway's awesome. I definitely need to have him on in the future, but certainly wish him well uh, and his endeavors in making the Olympics uh, out there in Tokyo. Really looking forward to cheering him on. Uh, we're excited. A bunch of great news. We kind of teased at the beginning of the episode as well. A bunch of great news with uh, with the Army All-American game or the All-American game that came up uh, on this past Saturday as well as some recruiting talk. Uh, we're going to have this segment of the show sponsored by our friends over at South Georgia PCAM. Give them a call. It's 800-732-2646. PCAMs, pistachios, all, walnuts, almonds, chocolate cover stuff, candied stuff, whatever it might be. Uh, they have these little candied blueberries that uh, a bunch of folks in my office like as well. So give them a call, 800-732-2646. GeorgiaPCAN.com. Uh, offer code SGP10 off one. Might be expired by now. Give it a shot. Let me know. Uh, if it is, we'll try to get you another one. Uh, GeorgiaPCAN.com. So get us started. Uh, talk to us a little bit about, uh, about what happened in recruiting in Florida's world this weekend. Oh man, it's been a lot of fireworks. Um, at All Star Games, um, a lot of Gators made a lot of noise. Uh, Saturday, I'm, I'm gonna do the big news first, man. I don't do no transfer talk first. This was a big one. Um, the best receiver in the state of Florida, and I, I mean, I mean, I don't care what they rank that. They may have Roseby ahead of them, but we had Xavier Saturday. Xavier Henderson, uh, younger brother of C.J. Henderson, four star wide receiver. Committed to the University of Florida, man. Um, we won a battle with Clemson, Georgia, Alabama. Who's in it with the big dogs? The people that are in the playoffs, the Nick Sabers, the Dabos. 
And we, that, that's a battle we won. Those battles we got to win, man. It's a top. This is a six four kid, six three six four kid that can take the roof off, man. Explosive kid. What you got, yeah. man? How you feeling? Yeah, really, uh, re- really solid player. I mean, you really hit it the uh, the nail on the head. You know, played a, a really tough uh, conference. Um, you know, down there in South Florida, Columbus High School. Uh, they won a state championship, right? Did they win or come in second? Anyway, play for state championship. Uh, had a couple big plays there. I think they won because of him, actually, now I'm thinking about it. Uh, really solid player. I uh, really like his ability to come in and contribute early. Uh, you know, he's a guy that legacy didn't matter. You know, his brother playing at Florida really didn't matter all that much. You know, he he mentioned that Florida made him feel like a family, made him, made him a priority, uh, you know, and he felt at home at Florida. Um, you know, Corey, you said it, uh, when, you know, Florida beat straight up Clemson, Alabama, Georgia, and really any school in the country that would have wanted him. So uh, that's a huge recruiting win for, for Dan Mullen. We're going to put the feather in the cap for, for what, uh, you know, could be a, a really strong wide receiver core uh, next year. So I'm excited about, uh, about him, made some plays in the, uh, the all American game as well. Uh, but really excited to see what he can do. Uh, he is going to sign in February and then he'll enroll in, uh, in the summer. So um, I think that he'll get some burn next year. And I'm excited to see what he might be able to do. Yeah, I think he's a guy that's going to play early and often. Uh, he's got a different type of skill set. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I think all our, all three of our receiver commits, I think you play. I think they have the ability to play next year. But you know how it is with the playbook. Absolutely. And, and the blocking right. game with Billy. There's a lot more that come with it. But from a physical standpoint, um, Leonard Manuel is a big boy. They, they can mm-hmm. run down the field and go get the ball. Um, and we've seen – the Quavion Frazier's in the um in the uh, Under Armour game on Thursday. Special yep. talent, man. He took over that game. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. We got three receivers that could go get the ball if all three of them get on campus. And shout out to Billy Gonzalez. Uh, I'm not going to get into a bickering of who landed who. Shout out to Billy mm-hmm. Gonzalez. He got a nice receiver room. We'll see who we get in yep. the transfer portal to add to it. But right now, it's looking real stout, and the future looks bright. Yeah, yeah. No, you said it. Um, all three of them offer something a little bit different. They're all tall wide receivers, uh, but they all, for the most part, are going to offer something a little bit different. You know, the only, you know, Xavier Henderson has great, you know, north-south speed. You know, I know the one knock on him is maybe his lateral, uh, you know, speed isn't as uh, isn't as strong. Uh, solid route runner from everything that I saw. Um, you know, has good hands. You know, should be able to, to get some considerable playing time next year. And there's opportunities, right? You know, Florida's going to lose – you know, seven of their nine top nine or, or six of their top nine uh, pass catchers from this past season. So, you know, add him in, add him in with his speed. I mean, that's difference making speed. So, you know, he comes in, he's going to work hard. If he's anything like his brother, uh, I think that that's a, you know, a huge win for the Gators. And I think that he's going to be a guy that uh, you're going to see a lot over the next three or four years. Also, we landed over the weekend, five-star running back Lorenzo Lingard, uh, transferred from the University of Miami. Once again, this is a 10-7. We, we, had, we just had my man uh, Halloway on talking about track speed. 10-7, 100-meter guy you got in your backfield, big dude, six foot, six one. a guy that's going to be able to make something happen, man. Um, he, he tore his ACL, so there's some questions about his health. Um, but I think if University of Florida let him come here on a scholarship, we're, we're real strict with who we let play here with the medical staff and whatnot. So I think he's going to be mm-hmm. good to go, man. We got a difference makers at running back, man. So we can't the – tra- the transfer portal is changing football, man. It's free agency. Mm-hmm. It's wild. Absolutely. Yeah, no, and, and I mean that's a huge get for Florida. You know, we'll see if he's able to play, you know, next year or not. Um, 
you know, if the NCAA is real weird about, uh, you know, who they let that play right away, but, uh, you know, excited about him. And if he does sit out a year that might allow him for some extra healing time for that knee, uh, didn't do a ton at Miami. Um, you know, but, but I think that that's just a result of that ACL, you know, injury. So, you know, he comes in, has a fresh attitude, um, you know, willing to come in and work hard and play. I mean, he's a difference maker. There's a reason he was a five-star kid, uh, out of high school, um, speedy shifty, uh, you know, guy that, you know, plays bigger than, than he is. So, you know, I'm excited to, to see, uh, you know, what he might be able to contribute to that backfield, you know, add him with Pierce and Davis and Naquan Wright. Uh, in a Florida lens, they were running back in this recruiting class, and you got you know a solid group of players that have again a different skill set uh, than one you know than one another. So uh, you know he's a he's a good get you know if anything uh, for the Gators um, you know simply because he you know is a former five star guy that if he can flash that talent uh, that's huge. Um, but like you said, Silk, you know being able to go in and, and fill those needs in the transfer portal. And, and it's, you know, nothing that we've missed on this show. The floor has missed, you know, a bit recruiting this year in the running back room. So to be able to get a guy like him to come in and, and if he's anything like he was in high school, you know, he's a he's a great add. And if anything, he's, you know, definitely a, a, at least a, uh, you know, guy that's going to help, me, you know, make this team better in the uh, in the practice field. And he's also cousin to Avante Williams, uh, four-star safety, uh, a kid that we're after in this cycle and trying to close with. Her. So I think that, that helps us as well. With them being, um, they play cousins. I, from what I was told, they're not really cousins, but <laughs> they play cousins. But they have a good relationship. <laughs> so, they're, so they're black people cousins. <laughs> they black people cousins. Yeah, so they probably stayed next door for like three years. Man, do, do I just claim each other's cousins? Like, is that a, is no? <laughs> White people ain't got play cousins. No, you gotta. Have no, I don't. Cousins. I don't think so. I think you know. It's fu- it's funny. They'll have. Uh, like like fake uncles and stuff like that, like their dad's best friend, you know, call him Uncle Frank or Uncle John, whatever. Uh, but not a lot of fake cousins. Um, I've noticed. I noticed a lot of people are cousins. Uh, you know, on this show, we, we've talked no, a lot I've of cousins. Been, I've been telling my wife all the time. I'm like, that, man, that's our cousin. And she's like, how? And I, I that's the self They are cousins. Like, I don't ask questions. Don't ask no questions. I can't tell you. Absolutely, man. Everybody got play cousins, but then that's crazy. Um, also, <laughs> shout out to uh, Gravon Dexter, man. He dominated all week practicing. Um, they had to double team him all All Star game. The guy's gonna be a monster. We expect him to get this fifth star, and five stars is just piling up in the three mm-hmm. five two, man. It's feeling real nostalgic around here, Daniel. It, it is. No, it's awesome. Uh, you know, Gervin Dexter, everybody talked about how good he was, you know, on all those one-on-one drills. I only think I saw him, you know, lose one um, in probably the 15 or 20 highlights that, that hit the timeline. Uh, but it was funny because Mike Farrell from Rivals, you know, talked about how great Gervin Dexter was in practice and how he's a standout five-star guy. And, you know, it just seems to me like Rivals has a, a weird, you know, reason to not want to give Gervin Dexter a five-star. Uh, but if you watch that game, and I watched, you know, half of it or so, um, you know, the Under Armour All-American game, you could very clearly, clear as day, see that Gervin Dexter was getting double teamed on every play. And then Mike Farrell wrote after the game that, that Gervin Dexter was just not as dominant uh, as he was in practice. And that might limit his ability to get a five star. And I was just like, man, that just shows to me that you're just not watching anything, you know? Um, but uh, no matter the who highlights. he is, <laughs> yeah, no matter who he is, uh, you know, whether he's a four star or five star, I know his mom gave him a five star and he said that that's all that matters. Uh, you know, he's an <laughs> unbelievable player. He's going to be huge. Uh, excited to, to see what we got out of Derek Wingo too. 
Uh, he played in the uh, the, the yes, All American game. Um, didn't uh, get a ton of uh, you know plays in in the actual game itself, but uh, good word coming out of him. And you know everybody said what everybody has always said about him is the guy that people gravitate towards. He's going to be a big leader. And you know Florida's starting to land those kids that are you know people want to play for. Your Tim Tebow's, you know the one that Brandon. Spikes was like, yeah, because he's going there, I want to play with him. You know, Derek Wingo uh, is that kind of guy. Gervon Dexter is that kind of guy. Florida landing those guys is huge for turnaround. So, low key, I, nobody's really talking about it or saying anything. I'm glad my quarterback wasn't playing in that. In that, man, I'm glad my quarterback was on campus getting some bowl reps, some real practice, and some real tools from his coach, and not with that monkey circus that they got with Dion and Harry mm. coaching these kids. <laughs> so I, I appreciate oh, that, man. I have these kids already committed to schools and signed. I wasn't even playing that. I ain't playing that stuff, bro. Like, I, you know, just I me mean, personally. I, what I got to prove, bro, I ain't playing that. In that. Uh, I, can, I can get it, but I'm just glad my quarterback would not do this. I appreciate that, that Anthony, that, that he's on campus. You know what I'm saying? I really yeah. do. Like, so, I didn't care. Like, some people got to get city quarterback, do a little something here and there. But, no, nah, man, we got, we got a, a kid that's about business, already ahead of the game. And got those few reps and all that matters. Yeah, now there's a couple other guys that played uh, in the Under Armour game. Uh, you know, we saw J- Jahari Rogers play. Um, he looked um, absolutely looked great. Um, you know, and, and for a guy that, if you guys don't know his story, he's a guy that you know has really only played defensive back for a little while now. He's been a quarterback for most of high school. Um, he's going to be a guy that you're going to see, you know, huge growth. Uh, and I think over these next few years, I mean, that's a guy that. Uh, Torian Gray wanted to go after and got him out of Texas and, you know, never wavered in his commitment, went into Under Armour All-American game uh, and really played uh, played his lights out. Um, you mentioned um, Frazier's as well. So uh, I think Frazier's caught a, uh, a touchdown over him uh, in the game. Uh, but, uh, you know, played, played really, really strong. Uh, really liked, uh, you know, what we saw, uh, out of him. And I'm sure there's some other guys that I'm missing too, uh, from those games. Um, Levante Williams, you mentioned he played good. Uh, you know, one of the guys that I wasn't impressed with, uh, the kid that just committed to Georgia, Darnell Washington, uh, but we're not going to talk much about him. Uh, Mordecai Daniel, uh, McDaniel, don't we know. Can. Much of, I mean, we can, if you want to. Yeah, he, he looked no. like a tree out no. there. Um, you know, there was a video that hit the timeline of him getting uh, his pass broken up. He's six foot seven, huge I was guy. Kidding. For a guy that don't follow a recruit, yeah. Lamar was sending me all Darnell Washington <laughs> videos. Uh, I'm like, I'm like, oh, is this man like? What kind of rock was he running? Like this man? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I feel like, like right now, like when our defensive ends can, can keep up with this man. Like, anyway, he made no threat on the field. He's tall. Like, I think yeah, he's gonna be a tackle. Guys. He's gonna become a tackle. It only makes sense. The end or something. All right, I don't know. And then I want to give a shout-out to uh, – go ahead. No, nah, I ain't anything great to say, bro. <laughs> I'm glad you stopped me. Go ahead. I also want to give a shout-out to Isaiah Walker, Ethan Pouncey, and Antoine Powell. They all got invited uh, to uh, the Under Armour All-American game, but for uh, for whatever reason, yeah. they were uh, not able to play either because of injury or, or, or some other yeah. things. So, uh, so all shout-out to them. They're All-Americans uh, themselves. Yeah, very good. No, um, All-Americans like me and a the mob. They're All-Americans, no. for sure. You know what I'm saying? More All-American than me, less All-American than the two of you. There's levels to the All-American. Definitely. Levels to the shit, you know. Word of the week, Ahmad, what's up? Word of the week, Dan. 
word of the week, and it's not your usual, mm. but you know, the word of the week is bump, Dan. Bump. Boys, the boys, the boys oh, yeah, 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 okay. Oh, bumping and grinding? Nah, man. <laughs> whoa, whoa. 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 And this man say bumping and grinding. Man, you're doing too much. No, do you, did you say bump? Yeah, bump. Like bumping, like bump. There, Y'all trying there. to bump? Or you, what, Dad, you trying to bump? All right, then, be quiet. No, I, I, I can understand why there could be something else, too. I know where the body is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there's a couple things here, Ahmad. Um, a bump. Um, I'm so There's a reference right to now. drugs as well. Um, bumping yeah, and grinding, of course. But, um, but let me just tell you, Dan, there ain't too many people in my hood talking about that kind of bump. <laughs> we don't have smokers in our Hey, man, I, I, I hung on both this, sides of the this, track, bro. I knew yeah, exactly this, what, what Dan was talking about. Yeah, but Dan, this is a, yeah. we, we don't this have is a family-friendly show of mods. So I assume that you were talking about that. Um, does it mean to hang out? No, nah, I mean like the fight, Dan. Like this oh, bumping. Oh, oh boy! Dan <laughs> <laughs> talking about sugar boogers, man. <laughs> no, 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 it wasn't. I, I, I specifically said I wasn't talking about that. Oh man! Uh, yeah, man. What a time! So, Dan, what a time! Dan, if you hit a, if you hit a, oh, man! And the, the party was thick last night. When the boys out there bumping though at the end, was out there fighting. Yeah, he's tussling. <laughs> Ahmad, your your uh, your sentence still doesn't help me. But uh, I, 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 <laughs> there, there was it was fighting, so you know the, the party was thick. You know they, they started bumping at the this, end, so we had this yeah, is twenty twenty. Ahmad, you, you never know what uh, what they give me. Yeah, I can see I can see the discrepancy. I can see I can see how they could be a bad mix up. I don't um, know how. Nah, maybe a may fight either way. You may end up fighting either way saying that in the party. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know what, guys? I, I'll skip that one. I, I'll leave that in the back of my mind, and I know what it is, but I probably won't say that one. Yeah, um, I, you say y'all want to bump. Either way in a party, that could go south for you, you know? I feel like it's going to go um, south regardless. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Either or. All right, we got to start censoring the mods version of the week. Hey, run about me first, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Uh, hey, quickly before we uh, before we move up and, and start to get to the close of this show, uh, Silk, you know, I know that you and I wanted to talk about uh, some potential transfers as well. Um, oh, absolutely, you know, absolutely. So uh, the one name that everybody's talking about uh, is Justin Shorter, the wide receiver out of Penn State, former five star guy, Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is is interested. Um, you know, he's interested in Florida, uh, but the the rumor uh, now is is that Justin Shorter does not want to enroll. Um, this spring, which is a, um, we talked about kind of weird, uh, not exactly sure why a student athlete, uh, and an athlete himself would not want to enroll, um, you know, and take a semester off. Uh, but the word on the street is now Justin Shorter is going to take some visits, going to take some time. And then wherever he ends up enrolling, enroll in the summertime. Um, I think the longer that goes, the, pardon me, the less chance that he ends up at Florida, um, with that news. Um, I would put Florida's chances at probably below 50% of landing Justin Shorter. And I don't think it's anything to do with just him as a player. I think he's got great talent. I just don't know if a situation like that, uh, you know, is, is ideal for Florida. 
Yeah, I, I would look for them to get involved then with uh, Tyreek Black, the, the wide receiver transfer from, I believe, Michigan. So I would expect them to get involved with him. If, if that's the case with Justin Shorter, that's another transfer I would look out for. Um, anybody else in the portal? We had the – what's his name? Roche, the defensive end out of Temple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 13 and a half sacks. Um, correct, Florida, correct. I, I know Florida would, uh, you know, would love to have another defensive end transfer in and be able to play the same when Jonathan Grenard came in. I know that he's being looked at by a number of different schools right now, and I don't know if he has set. I could be wrong. I don't know if he set his visit schedule yet. You know, so we'll see where Florida ends up on it with him. Uh, but, uh, you know, really uh, – really solid player um, himself. So uh, Florida's also uh, in the mix, uh, trying to get a, a visit. I'm not sure if it's been locked in yet with Terrence Davis, who's an offensive guard uh, out of Maryland, a former four-year starter uh, over at Maryland, um, top 75 recruit when he was in high school, um, missed part of this year because of a knee injury. Uh, we'll be able to redshirt this year and as a grad transfer. So he'll be able to, uh, to play immediately. Uh, really solid uh, player, played well. Uh, over at Maryland, just looking for a fresh opportunity for uh, for himself. Uh, you know, so Florida, I know, with some question marks on the offensive line, uh, you know, might very well consider Terrence Davis as well. Yeah, I mean, I got some information on Terrence Davis today. Um, I don't think we're gonna let him. We definitely okay. want him, but I don't think we're gonna let him. Uh, we'll see how it works out. He should be probably enrolling any day now, wherever he's going. Yeah, yeah. Um, Anything I'm trying to think of any other transfers. There's been some yeah. like Mark Pope rumors mm-hmm. out there from Miami, but I don't think that's that'll be a, a, a player we add to our wide receiver room. I don't think he mm-hmm. fits what Billy wants. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't think he's worth like even a waiver, the, the clogging the room. Now nah, we good at wide yeah, receiver. Yeah, there's uh, I'd be surprised if they take him. Yeah, there was uh, some talks of uh TCU uh transfer. Uh there's talks of an Oklahoma defensive tackle as well. I don't see Florida really getting in the mix there. Florida's got some question marks uh, overall and just the number of available spots that they have open right now. Uh, adding Lorenzo Lingard, um, you know, you know, takes one of those spots that was open. There's there's some question marks on Wardrick Wilson, who signed with the Gators this past uh, you know, 2019 recruiting class, he wasn't able to make it in the summer due to some visa issues. There were some questions about whether he'd make it in in December, and he was telling people he'd make it in December and January. It's my understanding that he's still not made it in. He has until, I believe, the end of this week to make it in, uh, or maybe the time period is already passed and he's not enrolled. So um, I don't envision a world where Wardrick Wilson is a part of this football program moving forward either. So that would open up a potential spot. But right now, Florida's got just a few spots uh, left open in their recruiting class. And let's say uh, drop a few guys that have uh, committed, but not signed, um, you know, and then maybe a, a couple of players transfer Florida really doesn't have a ton of spots. So they've got to be able to use those spots wisely. Hey, can, what, what number are you got the number we're at right now? Uh, number of recruits. The number of commits we're at right now. We're at 27, something like that. Yeah, that's, that's my understanding. We're right around there. I think we're at 25. Um, this is bad radio, so um, no, that's fine. No, it's yeah, I think we're, that's at, good. <laughs> we're good. Yeah, I think hold on, we're number seven recruiting class. We've got three, 21, 25. So we've got 25 guys uh committed cool. right now, uh, plus the addition of Brenton Cox, you know, this past uh, season before the season started, uh, Jordan Pouncey, who just transferred in and got in with this class, and Lorenzo Lingard. So if you add those guys, you know, theoretically, this class is now up to 28. 
Now, a couple guys did transfer and are no longer with the program, but still, that's a big recruiting class. It's my understanding that Florida has maybe five or six open spots left. And, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about it as we get closer to National Signing Day and it becomes a little clearer. But Florida's going after, at least I counted earlier, at least 14 guys for those six spots. So, um, you know, that doesn't mean that all of the players that are currently committed you are going to sign with Florida. So but, we're going to oversign? Um, I think that Florida will probably oversign just because I envision a world okay. where Florida is going to lose a couple of players. Um, and I'm tired of Florida not playing the game that everybody else is playing. But it ain't nothing um, you, Dan. Oh, well. <laughs> like, 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 like he may like he he better put his foot down on that stuff. Like, we got we got Dan Tucks and Dan Mullen on the show. I'm trying to figure this out. <laughs> so, Dan something. <laughs> so this this is a scenario where I can see Florida not oversigning, but still having a full class. Is if they sign whatever the max number of guys that they can get right now, which I believe is six. Um, it's either six or seven. I think it depends on Wardrick Wilson. I think without him, it's seven. So if Florida signs six guys. I can still see Florida losing a couple to transferring or to no longer playing or no longer being on scholarship, you know? Yeah. So if that happens, then I think Florida will be able to add a couple guys from the transfer portal and hopefully bring that number back up to 85. But for the past few years, Florida's playing well below that number. They've played in the seventies, the mid seventies and the high seventies. It's going to be good to see Florida really starting to approach that, that 80, you know, 83 to 85 number um, as well. So, so we'll see, but you know, Florida, you know, has got to be in a position right now where they've got to, you know, be, you know, at that 80, 82 to 85 number just in order to compete and have the uh, the players on campus that, that you need to win a championship. Yeah, another guy I want, like, the big, a big fish that's out there. I want them trenches to get real monstrous real fast. Uh, Cedric Van Pran, four-star offensive lineman, committed to the University of Georgia. I would keep an eye out on him. Um, that's a guy that, that – they feel like we can possibly flip down the stretch, man. Um, we'll see if he sets up a visit for that last weekend. But that's a guy I would, I would keep an eye on. And he's, is he going to play guard or center at that next level? I know he's a center for his team now, but do you know where man, he projects? I don't mess, I'll take him and leave, let me leave him at center. Yeah. You see his film? <laughs> yeah, very good. Is there is there a reason why? Do we know there's a reason why he didn't sign with Jordan in this early signing period? I think he's he's looking around a little bit. Okay. And Man, he's, he's, I, go ahead. No, I just I, I was about to say that again. I just think he's looking around a little bit. That's why he didn't sign. And there's some interest. Yeah. Um, and I know that he's also uh, roommate or uh, teammates with um, Ashad Clayton, who's a running back out of. Uh, they're both out of Louisiana, Warren Eastern High School. Um, so Ashad Clayton is a guy that you know Florida is talking to um you so you might know a little bit better uh than i do a four-star kid um six foot 200 pound um you know was looking at colorado um you know are committed to colorado pardon me but i know florida's you know looking at him as well there's some question marks about lsu getting involved in his commitment or recruitment as well um you know some of the other teams that are there so so we'll see um you know florida can get him on campus um or it's florida is getting him on campus pardon me on uh, the 24th of january so if florida could potentially land uh him you know that might you know, stand a better opportunity to get Van Pran as well. Recruiting talk, recruiting talk. My man Dan, I mean, my man um, Black has been over there vibing. Yeah, man, I'm, 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 I'm enjoying the scenery. It's all good. We got some dandy facts today. Oh, we got a, we got a bunch of dandy facts. Um, a bunch as of always, 
as always, this segment of the show is not sponsored by anybody. If you would like to sponsor this segment of the show and have the most popular segment of the show, I'll be associated with your brand and your company. You just let me know. I'm more than happy to, to set that up with you. Um, I'm going to give a, a couple shout outs to, uh, to some of the seniors uh, that we have on our, uh, that you know, just ended their career. Uh, Tyree Cleveland, um, who you know was such a huge name when he was being recruited out of high school. Um, he's going to end his uh, career um, ranking 18th um, in total receiving yards for a Florida Gators wide receiver in the past 20 years. Uh, so shout out to uh, to Tyree Cleveland, a teammate, a team player, uh, just you know wonderful, uh, wonderful guy. Wish him the best of luck. Freddie Swain is going to rank eighth during the 20 years with his uh, 15 touchdowns that he had. Uh, Josh Hammond uh, ranked 18th in the total number of receptions. And then Van Jefferson, with only two seasons uh, under his belt at Florida, uh, is ranking 84th. Uh, I think we talked about this before, uh, but uh, Kyle Trask uh, ended his uh, year over the last 20 years uh, with the six most passing yards in a season, one behind Chris Leak's 2005 season. Um, ranked fifth uh, in that time uh, frame for uh, for completion percentage at 66.9, uh, and then uh, his passing passing efficiency ranked eighth. Um, I know he wasn't a senior, but uh, I want to throw that one in. And then uh, shout out to Lamichael P. Ryan. Um, he ended his career as the number one or number two uh, rusher. Uh, over the last 20 years in terms of total number of yards with 2,486 just behind Tim Tebow. Uh, so the number one running back over the past 20 years. So big shout out uh, to him. And then uh, I'm trying to think or see if there's anything else. Uh, Kyrie Elam, big shout out to him. I think we might have mentioned this on the last show, uh, but when Kyrie Elam was targeted this year, he only allowed a QB rating of 9.9, which was the best of any freshman uh, in the country. So shout out to him. And then finally, this is one for, for our boy, Nick Delatore and the, uh, the Townsend family, um, the Gators punters that ranked number one and number two in punt average over the last 20 years, Johnny Townsend at number one and silk your boy, Tommy Townsend at number two. So shout out to the Townsend family. Uh, and that's the end of, of dandy facts. Those are dandy. You prepare for dandy facts this week. I see. I that. Oh my, he had a whole laundry list of stuff. Like, like <laughs> yeah. You guys caught me off guard that one time, and this is this is where you you learn how the sausage is made on this show. We had to pause, pause the show man. so I could try pause, to figure pause, out pause, how pause. to uh, to provide a dandy fact for the uh, for the wonderful listeners of this show. Hey man, we gotta give a shout out to the Gator Kicks as well. We hang out it. a little bit, but um, any, anything you need customized tennis shoes, you need some legendary uh, joggers, sweatshirts, tees. Holla at the good folks at thegatorkicks.com. They're on Instagram, The Gator Kicks. Also on Twitter, man. Uh, hit their DMs up. Any contact information on any of them, man. The Gator Kicks. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, boys, let's do it again next week. What do you guys think? Uh, let's see if I got some time, man. Same corner. Same yeah. Corner. We're going to uh, we're gonna bring on a uh, legendary baseball guest next week. So, Oh, I'm trying to switch club. it up. Hey, you speaking yeah. of Elam? Hey, shout out to um to Abe Elam, and they have uh, if you, if you're in the Tri County area and you're in South Florida, on February 23rd, man, he's having a charity poker tournament at the uh, Palm Beach Kennel. Pull up, Jacoby said, yeah, Jacoby said, Bridgewater, Nick O'Leary, Brandon Flowers, all those guys gonna be hanging out there, man, playing a little poker. And Silk will be there, so. Huh? 
good. Who got the song? I got the song. Ma, you got the song? Who got the song? I think uh, I think Ahmad's got the song this week. Oh, I got the song. Are you sure? No, I think, so. I think you just asked him if he was gonna play karaoke. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know what song I heard at the gym the other day was Lunas, um, I Got Five on it? Man, brings back some good memories. <laughs> man. I got five on it. Sorry, no, Dan. No. Right. Yeah, um, don't do the cusser, but do. Yeah. <laughs> um, fine, then I'll go. Um, let's see. Uh, there's a guy that I found um, the other day on Spotify, uh, put it out on the timeline, Charles Wesley Godwin. Um, Really solid dude, really good voice. Uh, he has a song called Coal Country uh, that'll take us out. You guys are gonna love it this time. It's cold outside, so I ain't made slap tonight. Let me see. I'm gonna show uh, no, not Coal Country C O A L, like West Virginia. Yeah, yeah, this ain't gonna work. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to make it happen. <laughs> uh, you guys get the song next week <laughs> for Shizzle. Alrighty, alrighty. All right, boys. See you guys next week.
Stone. 